And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. A busy broadcast week ahead of us, so let's dive in. Greetings, everyone. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor-in-chief here at SciFiForMe.com. We are live from the bunker, and uh, I've, I've posted on socials that we've been having some technical issues with Odyssey. It looks like some of it might have been resolved, so we're doing okay there. Glad to have you all here with us. We are broadcasting live to YouTube, Odyssey, and Facebook, and this show is available as a podcast, so uh, you can check us out that way as well. If you're with us live, the chat window is open. You can also leave your comments if you're here in replay. Send your thoughts by email, live from the bunker at sci fi for mecom All right, so all of that out of the way... I want to bring in our guest and just dive in because uh, we've got a lot to talk about. My guest co-host, who has uh, been a guest on the program before, writer and producer Cameron Pasha, and our guest of the hour, uh, for as long as she's able to stay here, Merwish Hayat, who plays Aisha in the Disney Plus Marvel show Ms. Marvel. Welcome to you both. Thank you. So, uh, where do we want to start? I mean, this is this is a this is kind of a huge thing. Cameron, you've been posting a, a number of reviews about Ms. Marvel. We've talked about the show on this on this program. You're very pleased with it. There's a lot of good positive feedback and buzz around there. Uh, how 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 is this being received overseas? Have you guys have you guys had uh, responses and people you've talked to in? Uh, Pakistan and India in, in in that part of the world about how they feel about this? Should I answer? Yes, oh, you, go ahead. You, you <laughs> jump in. I mean, uh, we, uh, I, I had said to Jason that uh, I think this is actually doing better overseas than it is in America because I'm getting a lot of feedback from Europe from people saying mm-hmm. that the show, they're really responding to it. Uh, but I think you may have more information certainly about how it's doing the subcontinent. So it's doing uh, wonderfully well. I was not expecting uh, for people to be responding in the way that they are because honestly, I was like, I did my bit. I was so happy and I am so happy to be part of the show. But the response is massive. And uh, it's it's amazing how it has connected all of us together in a way that uh, my people in Pakistan are super proud that they could see uh, me uh, shining on a global platform. But at the same time, people from all around the world, from India, from uh, Europe, from UK, um, even in the US, I mean, I was here for this doctor's convention called Apna Convention. And there were like around 2000 doctors with their families. And uh, there was this screening of my Pakistani movie and all of them have already watched Miss Marvel and they, them and their kids, their teenage kids, girls and boys, they were all like literally going crazy over Miss Marvel and they had such good things to say about the show. So it was really heartwarming and the, the response has been massive. Now, the, the most important response, I think, probably, uh, I, I, saw, I saw an interview that you had done. You mentioned now being the cool aunt. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently your nephews, when you, when they found out that you were going to be in a Marvel show, now suddenly that boosts your, your, your cachet for, uh, for family, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've gained this street cred now and I'm the cool aunt now. And, and, um, they're so proud of me. I mean, I've been working and I've been part of Pakistani shows and movies and they were like, yeah, okay. But Marvel, they're like, oh my God, she's part of MCU. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh my God! We're so proud of you, Ani. So I mean, um, literally from them, I actually found out more about the Marvel universe, the MCU, um, and also the fact that there are so many different characters and all the background story and everything, and just being part of the universe—it's—it's it's insane. And I actually not just my nephew and nieces, but also. Like I met these families, doctors' families, whose 
teenage girls and boys were all like Aisha. They they were just calling me Aisha, and they were so happy and so proud. And they're like, "Why did you die? Are you going to come back? Is there going to be a season two? You know, I mean, so many questions. And I think yes, it has actually gained uh, me a lot of uh, younger fans um, that are Marvel fanatics. And I think it's it's something that I am very happy about. I'll be honest. Well, well, I wanted to build on what you just said, but you, you said a couple of things there. One, you used the word heartwarming, which is the phrase that I've used both. I've written a lot of reviews for the show uh, because I'll be honest with you, I had been skeptical of the show because they're, you know, I was wondering, is, are they going to pull this off? I've worked in Hollywood as a writer and producer for over 21 years. And I, I was born in Karachi, right? And there's not, there's not a lot of us oh. around here. So, uh, Ed, I've seen how Hollywood screws up Muslim culture. I've seen it. I mean, I've fought it and I've seen it. Uh, and so I was very skeptical. And then I actually saw the show that, and I was blown away. And I watched it, it with my mother every week. We sat down, we'd have popcorn together. I haven't watched a show with my mother since I was probably a small child, oh. right? And so, and so this is what this is doing. And my sister, who is a professor in Pennsylvania, she watches it every week with her teenage children. So what this is, this show, and I'm hearing this from other people that aren't Pakistani, they're not Muslim, they're like, this is a family show. It brings people together. They're sitting down with their children to watch this, which they haven't done with our other MCU shows because they have been more adult oriented. And this is the one that's actually about a family. It feels like when I visited Pakistan, when I, back in the, in the early eighties, I remember, um, Little House on the Prairie was big there. Do you remember that show? Little House on the Prairie, Lauren Goes Wilder. It was a, it was a TV show that was based on uh, children's novels set in the 1800s about American pioneers, right? And it was very big in, in the late 70s, early in, in 80s in Pakistan because it was very family-oriented. And this is the first show that has that feeling again uh, after many decades. So perhaps you can comment on that and, and, and how it's being seen in Pakistan in that respect. Oh, yeah. it's It's been... Uh... Of course, we see for the first time in mainstream Hollywood, we see Karachi. Mm -hmm. We see, uh, we there's a conversation about our food, biryani, our desi food. Then our music, so so much, so many Pakistani tracks that were used that are from the recent mm -hmm. Cook Studio, as well as the ones like Nazia Hassan and all of those. Okay. I mean, and um, old classics as well. I mean, this is something that we can actually relate with, relate to, and something that we can own. There's a lot of ownership there. And I think we had never seen this happen before. I've always spoken at a lot of platforms for the past few years about how uh, Pakistanis and Muslims in particular have been misrepresented in the West and in Bollywood. And uh, it would really frustrate me and anger me. And I think this show uh, was I, I always say that it was an answer to my prayers because this was what was needed in today's day and age. I mean, I always asked for a fair, for a, for a balanced portrayal. I mean, why are always uh, Pakistanis and Muslims the bad people or the ones that are creating uh, havoc and the ones that are always the villains? And uh, I would always... I always wanted to have a show or, or projects that would show us in a more balanced light, in, in more fair portrayal. And this is what it what it is, because you see a Desi household, you see a Pakistani family. And then also going back to the roots, while, while Kamala is uh, discovering her roots and finding out more about her and about her great grandparents, uh, we go back into partitions, a, a very important ep yeah. episode in our history for all South Asians, for for the Western audience, they had no idea that this actually happened to to this number of people. And I think um, it th there's a lot of ownership, and for all the right reasons. And I'm I'm proud to have been a part of this project. And um, this is I hope not the only one which does this. We need more cultural representation. We need more um, uh, shows and movies that that reflect the real culture and the real people of Pakistan and Muslims. And I think this is the, the right step in the right direction. Well, to Cameron's point about this being a family show, there were there were a lot of assumptions that were being made, like he mentioned earlier, there's a lot of assumptions that were being made when this series was first announced. That And, and this had the potential to go off the rails. I can think specifically of several... Uh, uh, specific scenes where it could have gotten 
you know, preachy message, and it didn't. And and as somebody who is not Muslim, somebody who's not from that part of the world, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, well, this this is just like, you know, uh, shows like Boy Meets World or, um, you know, like, like Cameron mentioned, you know, Little House on the Prairie, various different things, My So-Called Life, you, the, the teen coming into her own, feeling le- left out, trying to find her place, uh, you know, the misfit. And, and it's kind of a universality there that I think is, is what appeals to a lot of people. Not the fact that this is a Pakistani girl. It's this is a teenager. She's trying to find her place. And I think a lot of people can identify with her Absolutely. because we've all Absolutely. been there. And there are a lot of us who probably can identify with the relationship with the mother. <laughs> because <Yes. laughs> there are quite a few mothers out there that uh, that would that would fit this 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 mold of of how Kamala's mother is, you know, the overprotective, yeah. not quite overprotective, sure, controlling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was yeah. was there ever a discussion on set as you're filming some of these scenes? Because some some of it, like I said, could have gone overboard. Was there ever any kind of a discussion of? Here's the line we don't need to cross. Let's dial it back. Was was that ever a concern on set? I mean, um, as far as I know, the show creators, the writers, and the directors were all very concerned about the same thing: that it should not be preachy. It should be. It should. We should be able to connect to not just Muslims or Pakistanis or South Asians, but to any girl or boy that is watching the show should realize that they have a superhero in them. And any child that's trying to find their own place, and and especially immigrants, and you know where you're trying to find out more about yourself, discover yourself, and find your place, make your place in the world. I think it's it's a piece of inspiration. It's like a love letter to uh, to all those uh, parents, to all those kids who are fi- wanting to find their place. And I think that's why it resonated with so many people that are not just. Like you said, Jason, um, you don't know about much about the culture, but you found out more about it. I mean, I was having dinner. I, I was just in my, you know, jeans t-shirt, and I had this Miss Marvel um, uh, jumper that I was wearing that said Miss Marvel. And I was having dinner with friends. I just had a bun, and I was, you know, in a very casual attire. And this guy was like, "Hey, so I saw this show. It was really good. You you watched it?" I said, "I'm in it." <laughs> <laughs> He said, he just looked at me. I said, um, uh, you saw Aisha in it. He said, oh, my God. You know, and he said, uh, you know what? I loved the show. I watched it with my 15-year-old daughter. And I had no idea about your part of the culture and your religion and how how people in Pakistan are Muslims are. But it really told me so much about you guys. And I could, me and my daughter really enjoyed the show. And we want to, want to see more. And I think that is the success of the show because just people are so learning about it and then also connecting with it, you know, and that's that's a big, big success. And I think the credit goes to the show creators and the writers who actually made sure that it's not preachy and there would have been times where they could have gone overboard or it could have gone, you know, um, on a track where people would just disconnect. But no, it just kept getting better and better and more engaging with each episode and the performance of course Kamala I cannot imagine anybody else other than Iman playing Kamala she's done such justice to her role and also the rest of the boys and the girls Nakia a hijabi and then there's Bruno there's Kamran there's Nimra Samina I mean Fawad Khan I think it's it's just a treat for for the western audience to actually get to see us get to know more about us and something that they had never seen before. So it was, I'm sure it must have been very refreshing. Well, one of the things that I think made it refreshing and made it the family viewing that really hasn't been happening uh, in America for a while, there's a charming innocence to the show, which is the charming innocence of Pakistan as coming from the culture. You know, to be very frank, even Disney shows have been to, you know, teenage shows have been to some degree sexualized. Everyone, all the girls are getting ready for TikTok, right? It, it, there's, a, there's a loss of, of childlike innocence, even in American family television. Uh, people in this culture, in this generation, have so disconnected from it. Whereas our culture still has that 
that sense of propriety and it, there's a magic that comes with that. I mean, it, you have these wonderful, very subtle romance scenes with Kamala's mm. great grandfather, right? When he discovers you in the field. And, yeah. But it's incredible. It's done. We use the word Sharif, right? Honorable. It's done. In that <laughs> way. You know, it's not yeah. taken out and partying. Is there's a, there there is he lets you that say innocence. I like the word that you use, Kamran. Innocence. That innocence was preserved, and that was that's why it, I think connected with people were like, wow, it's a dream. You know, it's is it real? It's it was so dreamlike, and yeah, Kamran. I think that's the correct word. The innocence was maintained, and I think that's what was the most beautiful part. And it's a living part of our culture. You know, one of the things that some critics some, a, a, in America have said, well, I can't, this isn't real. You know, this this is so silly. The parents won't let her go to Avenger Con. I was like, do you know the, the challenges I had to go to my first Doctor Who convention when I was a teenager in my mother in Brooklyn? Do you know what I had to do to get pull that off? <laughs> I mean, but this is real. And it's a living culture today that, that, that still values innocence. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so true. That's so true. Like, a friend of mine that lives in Jersey, she didn't let her daughter mm-hmm. have a cell phone until she was 15. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the things that we face. Um, and that's that's a part of our culture. And that's just trying to protect, but also maintain their innocence. And, and obviously, it's, it's a part of our culture. And I think we all embrace it. And that's what makes us us, you know. Well, I think the other the other part of that you mentioned earlier, people people are sitting down, they're they're watching with their families. You know, Cameron, you you said that uh, you know your sister is is doing that. You're you're watching it with your mother. The other part of it, I'm seeing uh, a number of people who are talking about the opportunity to talk about the culture, the history. I know partition is is a is a sore subject for a lot of families. But it's handled in this show in a way that does, I think, open up a little bit of, you know, possibility for dialogue. What actually happened back then? And it, because, you know, especially any, anyone in the West, you know, we, we don't have that history, you know, taught to us, you know, unless, unless you go and look for it. I mean, it's mentioned in Doctor Who in an episode uh, last, last season. But it doesn't really get covered a whole lot here in in the in Western stories, Hollywood or anything like that. So it's it's a new experience for us on the outside looking in. But also, you know, as a writer myself, I'm looking at this. I'm thinking this this was handled not with kid gloves. We didn't gloss over anything. We didn't make it any less painful than it was but we also didn't linger on how difficult this was it was these characters are experiencing this and there's some context but it it does kind of open up that opportunity for people to start learning about what actually happened during partition absolutely it does and it's it, it was a very important part in our history and not long ago, like 75 years ago, you wouldn't imagine that this is what so many people actually went through mm-hmm. and the pain, the devastation, the kind of so much that that was left behind. And uh, not my parents, but my great grandparents were born in India and uh, had their business, had their families, their friends. And the fact that they had to sacrifice so much um, and move and everything that went down, I think it was it was a painful time for for so many people. But for for the Western audience to learn about it, and now there is, like you said, a dialogue has opened up. Now people want to know more. I saw so many comments that were asking for where can we read more about it? Where can we get to know more about it? Are there any other movies that actually show partition? And they really, it's it has opened up a, a New, a door for, for the Western audiences to actually get to know about this very important uh, part of history. And I think this was a brave, a brilliant move on, on um, you know, um, for Marvel and the show creators to bring that and incorporate that into the story. I think it was beautiful. And the way it was done was so authentic, the attention to detail. And um, I, I remember, I think we, it, that was the longest sequence that I shot. Um, and I was shooting in Bangkok and in Atlanta. And every time I would be on set, Jason, 
I would be so moved and I would be moved to tears at times to see and to feel that this is what my ancestors actually went through as well. And so many others uh, went through it as well. So I think the more authenticity there is, the more people connect with it. And that's what they've done with this uh, episode where they actually showcase the partition. I mean, I never imagined that we'd see partition in a mainstream Hollywood project like Marvel. <laughs> and when they did it, I mean, they really need to be applauded for this. Well, that was actually one of the most difficult episodes for me to watch because both of my parents were born in India and came over during partition. Uh, my father was from Agra. My mother was uh, was from Lucknow, right? And uh, and they came over. And so I've heard all these horror stories, right? I, I mean, my father's family, very established in, in, in India. And then one day they come in as partition's about to happen and they see the crescent that's been marked on their door because some gang is about and to then you have to family, right yes, yes. got to get out right now and and someone said this to me and it's a powerful image that stayed with me he said imagine partition the best way for westerners to imagine is imagine one day you, you're told your neighbors want to kill you you're living in new york city and you have to escape to mexico and you have to cross from new york to mexico where there's no law and order there's the purge happening and you don't know if you're going to go and that's the analogy that's the analogy of what and and that chaos at the train station because the trains are very symbolic of it as you know trains are pulling into Karachi with just dead bodies you know people were yes. on the oh. train so the trains are very symbolic of partition and so it was very, that episode was very emotionally painful there was a lot of discussion in my family about it my sister again told her you know her her daughter who doesn't yeah. know this history this is what happened to your grandparents imagine and right now when you were saying this Kamran I was getting these goosebumps and Chills, you know, and that's why it has so much significance to all of us. My mother was crying when she was watching, and then she was telling me stories about Nani mm -hmm. and about how they made, they escaped, and they could make it to the train, which was full of slaughter and blood and dead bodies. It, it's, it's just. Um, I think we need to have more shows that actually show it in more depth. A more in-depth um, feature needs to be done around it. And um, yeah, I mean, for us, it has great significance. But I think for Western audiences also to know about it, that's, you know, opening up a new, new door. Well, but, but the pivotal that, thing, that, that, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. no, no, sorry. Well, I see the pivotal Continue. thing that, that you hit there, Aisha, for Western audiences right now is that, you know, we're at a place in America and in Europe where there's a lot of division, unfortunately, between ethnicity, race, and religion right now. There's a lot of people angry at each other. and by showing there's that moment in the show when you're you're there with your husband and you're about to have a baby and this is we've seen your husband first as a indian nationalist activist riling up the village and then a few years later he's now the outcast because yeah. he's yeah he, you know he's the muslim in the village yes. and and his neighbors bring his hindu neighbors bringing him food because no one else in the village will even deal with him and that that shows people this is what happens if you don't control yes. this if you don't bring yes. these impulses down that's so true. And in, in such small, tiny scenes, they have actually managed to achieve that, to get this message across. And um, yeah, and, and I think Fawad has done a wonderful job with, with Hassan as being this activist who is so passionate about it. And he says, why should I leave my, this, this is what my grand, great grandparents or my parents have always worked here, and have lived here. Why should I be the one leaving? But, you know, like you said, um, decisions made by other people can actually affect a whole, you know, set of people. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I hear these stories where people after 75 years, like just yesterday I was reading this, this woman was reunited with her friend. She actually traveled to Pakistan to actually meet her friends and family who were actually who had gone to Pakistan and had migrated. I mean, these are the stories that, that will always live with us and will always have so much more meaning than I think anybody who's watching it from the outside. But uh, a brave nation, I would say, we are a brave nation. <laughs> we have endured so much, yeah. right? Absolutely. Let well, me I know you don't have I'm, I'm sorry, Jason. No, I was, I was just. I, I, I'm an interrupter. I'm an Aries. I'm an Aries. I interrupt. It's, not, it's a lot of energy. And Kamran, I think you, you, you're the one who wrote. I, I actually read your review uh, where you said it's a love letter to Pakistan. Yeah. 
I think I did. Yes. Floating <laughs> <laughs> around and you read it. That's nice. It's like, oh, yeah, what? I did. I did. It was a beautiful, beautiful review. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, you were saying something. Well, I was I was going to pivot a little bit because you're you're you because you mentioned earlier other films and and you know opportunities to do this kind of thing. Your background as a as a performer is in family dramas, romantic dramas, you know that that kind of thing. How did you get into a superhero TV series? I mean, <laughs> y- yes, I I see. I can I can put my producer hat on and sit there and say, okay, well, if we're telling the story about Pakistani Americans and and people in that culture, we're going to need people who are from that culture. So I can understand that. But how did how did you get involved in this to start with? Okay, so um, Jason, um, the movies that are being made in Pakistan are usually uh, quite heavily Bollywood uh, inspired and influenced. Um, because a lot of things are pretty similar, the way the food and the culture, I mean, the traditions and most of the time, especially the language is the same. So we always looked up to Bollywood as an industry because that's a bigger, bigger industry and has been around for, for a longer time. But at the same time, as an artist, honestly, I was getting a bit bored of, of dancing around the trees and, and <laughs> Being this damsel in distress needs to be saved. And um, through my work, I do try to make sure that I have, I play roles that have a message in them that actually can bring some sort of change in the society and awareness in society. So I've managed to pull that off with a lot of characters that I did. But again, it's very uh, heavily Bollywood influenced kind of work that we have, which is more based around love stories and romance and less action and there's always going to be a hero that saves the the girl but um so far with my work and the body of work i was actually given a national award a medal of excellence by the state uh, in 2019 for my contribution to art and cinema and i think when the casting people were looking for actors from pakistan they must have done their research to have seen um, who are the actors that they wanted to cast. And then they sent me this uh, this one-page scene that I was supposed to record an audition for. So I made I made myself tape. And it, it honestly had not much reference to the story. So I really didn't know um, what to grasp and, and what to deliver. But whatever I could understand from that one scene, I just recorded it, not knowing that it will work or if I will get selected. And the next thing was in a few hours, I was I got an email from them saying we need to find we need your, the details of your agent. We need to know how we can, you know, um, get you to do this reading session and meeting with the team. And I was like, wow. and then they told me the character, and I was like, what? I mean, that was literally a dream come true for me to actually be able to not only act in a mainstream Hollywood project uh, for Marvel, but also. The fact that it was representing my culture and I could actually um, be representing my country and my people. And um, I was being given this global platform where I could really represent. So I think it was just a double treat and I was very, very happy and honored. I think I manifested it, to be honest, because um, a few years ago, I was some friend told me about this comic book about Miss Marvel. And I said, okay, and I picked it up on the way from U.S. to back home because it was the first brown Muslim superhero and some a hero that could speak to me. So I was like, wow. And I really hoped at that time that, damn, I wish they make a show or a movie about it. Then they announced the show and I was like, wow, I actually made a tweet about it on Twitter. And a year or so later, or, or sometime later after that, they announced Iman being cast for the role. And I was like, wow, I applauded them for actually casting a Pakistani girl for the, for the role. Little did I know, <laughs> I will also be at one point auditioning for it, and I'll actually get to be a part of it. So I think I manifested it in a way, a funny sort of way. And uh, here we are. I mean, I'm giving an interview for the show. So, yeah. The award, <laughs> the award you mentioned, uh, that I, I, I hope I pronounce this right, Tamga et Imtiaz? Imtiaz. Okay, yes. all right. 
So, which translates Medal of Excellence. Okay, so this is this is an award that's given to people, uh, mostly civilians, but sometimes military personnel for uh, excellent representation of Pakistani culture, as I understand it. I'm looking at Wikipedia, which you know yeah. is is Wikipedia. Yeah. But yeah. how how did how does that how did that award start impacting your career as a performer? What did it, I'm, I'm imagining that it probably opened up some more opportunities like, like this one with Marvel. But did you notice a, a distinct difference in your career trajectory after getting that award? Um, well, I, I think it, it added more responsibility on my shoulders, I would say, as, as compared to I was more aware of the fact that you know, this is what my state has actually uh, acknowledged and they see my effort and my work. But at the same time, the kind of responsibility that it added on me um, because I had always worked to build my Pakistani cinema and had always spoken and represented my country and, and spoken at so many platforms at UN in Oslo um, when I was given a pride of performance. I mean... At every platform, I was, I made sure that I used the influence and the power that I have and the following that I have to bring some kind of change in the society. And I was also doing some humanitarian work before I was given the award. But what I did after the award was I became more active, actively involved in, in more humanitarian work, more social work. And um, also, of course, it added so much responsibility on my shoulder to be more uh, you know, to be doing stuff that actually helps my country and builds more. Um, it's just to to make it to highlight the issues of of uh, my country that that have been um, there existing, but nobody really spoke about them. So I made sure that I was uh, talking about like um, my Oslo speech. If you see Jason, there I actually called out. Hollywood and Bollywood, not called out, but I actually laid the facts out there by saying that, you know, these are the biggest industries that can actually help build bridges between nations. And they, they are the ones who can actually change the perception about, about Muslims and Pakistanis. And there needs to be something done about it. And also, I said that, you know, Pakistani Pakistanis should be making movies, not just for Pakistan, but also about Pakistan, so that the Western audience can get to learn more about us because we've been very insular. And um, that's why we needed to expand more. And I think that that speech really um, strike a chord with people. And I was invited at the BBC, at the Sky News, and all these different channels where they, they were like, okay, there's this actress who's talking about how uh, Muslims are, are, are always, you know, shown as bad people and villainized and and what's been happening Mavish? what's going on <laughs> you know? so i could actually speak to to the people in the west about this kind of misrepresentation and i think this tamgayantyas really uh, added a lot of a lot of strength to my voice i would i would say it uh, gave me this power this superpower that um People were actually asking me, a lot of fans and a lot of people in Pakistan were actually asking me that I should run for elections and I should maybe become prime minister in, uh, you know, for Pakistan at some point. I was like, okay, I mean, that will be a lot of hard work, but I'm, I'm okay for 2028 maybe. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this, all these things, are, all these achievements really make me humble and make me realize that I have much, so much more to achieve and so much to do um, to bring the change in the society, to bring some kind of betterment, to, to give hope to all these girls that look up to me as inspiration. I mean, all I say is that if I can do it, anybody can do it, you know? And all of us have super, um, superpowers in us, as long as we realize. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm, I hope I'm able to do that through my work and through all the achievements that I that are coming my way. We do have a comment in the chat. Um, Aliyah Aloha, hope to see her in more Hollywood productions if she wants. Yes, Prime Minister of Pakistan someday to <laughs> for Maywish. And uh, Latino Slat with, uh, with a $5 super chat. Great interview and congrats on your role in Ms. Marvel. 
Would you like to do roles outside of your culture, perhaps as a Latina? He can see you playing a Latina role, uh, possibly. So <laughs> have, have there been discussions? I mean, now that you've kicked open the Hollywood door, what other discussions or what other projects or opportunities are, are out there that you'd want to pursue? I saw, I saw an article, apparently they're fan casting you as the next Wonder Woman. Uh, so, I mean, are there, are there particular roles you said there's, okay, well, now that I'm in Hollywood, now that I've gotten, I've gotten my foot in the door, this is what I want to do. As an artist, I mean, I want to do so much and, um, be it Wonder Woman, be it any superhero, be it someone who, uh, who conquers the world. I mean, anybody as an artist, as long as any character that I do challenges me as an artist, I would love to do it. And why not a Latino or or uh, somebody who is who's not just representing the culture, but any other culture as an artist, I think that would be an honor to be able to, you know, portray all these, tell all these stories. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are actually saying that I should be the next Wonder Woman. I, it's just flattering, honestly. I don't know if that's going to happen, but all I can <laughs> say is that it's really, really flattering. <laughs> well, let me, you may not know, if you take a look, if you'll see in the private chat, I actually dropped my contact info and I'll have I'll have Jason give it to your people as well, because I know, I know you'll be in LA in a few days. But looking forward to your future, because I am one of the few Pakistanis and Muslims actually active here in Hollywood is that uh, that doing things. And so I'm actually we're currently developing a TV series set in the Ottoman Empire. It will be similar oh. to a show that was very popular in Pakistan called Mira Sultan, if you remember that. Oh, show. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That Turkish show. Yeah. Suleiman and Khurram and all of that. And uh, and so oh, uh, and so I obviously I, my goal would be to cast because the Ottoman Empire covers the whole region and we Pakistanis have a deep connection to Turkey. So absolutely. I'm going to have Jason connect us, connect me with your people while you're in Los Angeles. Hopefully we can sit and chat about it because that's actually a project that's moving forward. It's a real thing. It's not just, I have a script. There's actually a network and studio and we're moving forward with it. So just drop things in in the future (laughs) because uh, you know, you have made a major breakthrough. You've, You've crossed this divide into Hollywood. There's no reason you can't continue to do it. And hopefully I can help facilitate inshallah. more conversations in place, inshallah. So. Oh, thank you, Kamran. Inshallah. inshallah. Uh, I mean, wherever my work takes me, I'm going to be so happy to be to spread my wings, to expand and to be able to perform on a global platform. Charlie says, I just binged Ms. Marvel on the weekend. It's a great family show. Kamala's family is great. I really appreciate the father being a good dad. They have an old 90s family sitcom feel. That's the other thing too is, is and and I have I have criticized Disney for this for a number of years, uh, the idea of the dad either being absent, or being the the idiot, or the you know the one who's just kind of there, and it it really is good to see not just Kamala's dad, but you know the. Um, well, your husband. husband. Yeah. Yeah, 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 both yeah, of them yeah. sitting there and, yeah. and being, being men of principle and being men of, of good character and, and having that influence on their children. And I thought, this this is a nice change. Not, not just from a cultural standpoint, but just from a Hollywood standpoint, dads get the short end of the stick a lot. And it was good yeah. to see that that did not happen here. That did not. Even the brother... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know all these men that were shown in the show were have been it's it's they're, they're they're so relatable because I mean it wouldn't have made sense for Kamala to be the person that she was and to have explored and to have really um, gotten out of her shell if it was not her her father who was so supportive and so loving because I think that's the way they wanted to balance it out because the mother was a bit controlling and overprotective but the dad was you know more chilled out more relaxed and more like okay i'm gonna go go with you to the avenger con i'll even dress up like hulk yeah. <laughs> i think well, that's, there was that's a lot the of funniest humor. moment of, of the whole show yeah. uh, you know but a uh, hulk choti hulk right it's a, a big hulk, little hulk. It's a fun, i couldn't i mean i was crying i was watching my mother. <laughs> that's exactly what my mother well, that was such a beautiful moment right yeah <laughs> So I think it's it's just it's just amazing how how the whole family dynamic has been written and portrayed. Mohan Kapoor is such a wonderful actor. I remember watching some shows of his um, when I was a child, 
and see, we we didn't have any scenes together, so I didn't know that he's playing. I knew he's playing the father, but how well he is playing the father and how it's written. And it was a treat to watch watch the scenes with the family. I mean, they, they would always bring such a, you know, this this smile to my face and and so much relatability. And I think that's that's so beautiful. So talking about other projects, uh, the inevitable question comes because we have the Marvels that's that's coming up, the sequel to Captain Marvel. Uh, Iman will be playing Kamala Khan in that film. So the question then, might we see Aisha in flashbacks in the movie? Is that something that you can confirm or deny, or you're going to have to be creative in 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 dodging <laughs> that question? Can I be very honest? I have no idea if there is going to be any Aisha in the. If there is going to be a season two, I don't know. And if there is going to happen, if it is going to happen, I don't know if Aisha is going to be there. But I think a lot was left unanswered. There was a lot of ambiguity and mystery around her character. And the fact that the clandestines and the the red daggers, their dynamic, I think, a lot that can be explored. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if the show creators want to, there is so much that they can play with. Now, when when it came up, you know, the clandestines, also known as the jinn, this is another cultural touch point that I think a lot of us on the West don't get because yes we've heard of genies and you think of i dream a genie or you think of aladdin and the lamp and and yeah. those kind of things i dream of genie was my favorite <laughs> right? <laughs> all right i met barbara eden once at a book signing oh. and, and I, I couldn't believe it i had a huge crush gorgeous on her. Oh, she's yeah. still oh now you know there are going to be people out there that are going to search to see if you have ever cosplayed as as Barbara Eden's genie now. So, you know, just just be aware that's that's coming. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. So, okay. <laughs> uh, so the the idea of playing a a character who is a jinn, the and the reputation that the jinns have in your culture, did that did that ever give anyone any pause how how the jinn are presented in this in this show? Was there because is is this a new way of looking at them? I absolutely yes. Okay. And I think um from what I've heard uh, stories uh, childhood stories as a uh, you know from my mother or from my teachers and and jinns they they also have like the good jinns or the bad jinns the evil ones or the good ones. Mm-hmm. There's not just they're not single dimensional. So I always believe that there is where there is good there is evil where there is evil there is good. And I think with the clandestines there was there was a lot of shades of gray and i mean as you saw najma najma was shown as the evil person but at the same time she wanted to go back home right. <laughs> you know she was on a mission and so were we but at the same time i mean to achieve that what extent are you willing to go to i mean for aisha aisha as in the beginning you see her as this cutthroat warrior somebody who's who's really as fierce and badass but then you also see that that she has her own vulnerabilities, and even in the scene where um, Hassan says, "And can I help you?" and she says, "No," and then she's like, "No, thank you." You know, so there's this softer side to her, and then she decides to stay there and and make a home for herself on Earth with him. I mean, that's why the, there is this contrast, and you can see that I'm also a clandestine. At the same time, I am a different sort of a person, not just evil. And uh, for Najma, I think she was evil, but at the same time, she wanted to go home. There is so much that is left unanswered, and there are so many grays, shades of gray here, where you can't still hate the gins. But at the same time, yes, uh, I think it's it's a good representation for gins as well. That's a good start. <laughs> well, they're watching too. They're watching too, and they're like, oh, yeah, we, they're watching. You know, they're, like, they're, there's one right here. <laughs> well, and it does it does raise the point. Being a clandestine, being someone who's not a human, as we think in in those terms, uh, and and the fact that it's a comic book death, perhaps Aisha's not really dead. She's just mostly dead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't see me turn into a skeleton and, and turn into ashes, right? 
And I think um, it was funny when we were shooting the scene and I was very sad that Aisha's going to die, you know, because um, we shot those parts in Atlanta. And I was like very sad that, oh, Aisha's dying, Aisha's dying. And then this team member said, you know what, Mevish, in MCU, no one really dies. You know, <laughs> you can always come back. I said, yeah, that's actually true. So, I mean, if Aisha does come back, that'll be even a bigger surprise for people because they were thinking she's gone. So I think that can be an interesting, interesting element, I would say. Well, and, and the show established <laughs> come back. Jins, yeah, the Jinns live for hundreds of years. And Najma doesn't. And Aisha. And yeah. Hassan says, the one who lives. Mm-hmm. Aisha, the one yeah. who lives. So. Uh, hint there, hint there, hint there. Charlie says <laughs> you did an amazing yeah. job with a small amount of screen time. It, it, did, did you feel like you got enough time with Aisha? Or is, is that, I, I mean, from a story standpoint, you did the job, you did, you know, you got the time that you needed in order for the story to move forward. Is there anything that y'all shot that ended up on the cutting room floor that maybe there's some deleted scenes out there that uh, you wish we could see? Oh, I wish you could see Aisha in action. There were some action sequences that were edited, which I worked really hard for. I mean, I trained for days and days. And when I was at my hotel room, uh, the only thing I would do is run to the gym and, you know, perfect my moves. So I think I wish they could, they would release those or maybe, I don't know. But yeah, I wish people could see Aisha um, doing some action sequences, which were edited. Yeah. yeah. DVD yeah. extended. I don't even know if I can. I don't <laughs> even know if I can share this. <laughs> it's okay. No, we all know. There's all. There's. There's always. There's always deleted scenes. It's not. Yeah, yeah. 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 But some amazing deleted scenes. I mean, I wish they would just release them as mm-hmm. teaser or something. Yeah. Well, you know, looking for, I know you don't have a tremendous amount of time with us because uh, I think you have something else to do as well. But so, so you're here, you're, you know, what, what are you looking for in the future? You've talked a little about uh, at least other people's political ambitions for you and, and some of your artistic things. So just tell us where, where do you, where would you like to see your future going? Uh, and where does it, the track it's on now, that maybe it's a little different now that you've done Ms. Marvel? I mean, I would definitely want to um, work more uh, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. and be able to do roles that I could not in Pakistan because it's a bit limited and our industry is still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we focus more on what the masses would like. But then there are so many stories that need to be told, but then there would not be an audience for that. So for that, I really need to be um, working on a global platform or international mm-hmm. platform where there are there are stories that are being told that challenge me as an artist and that give me enough uh, to actually fulfill the need as an artist that I want to explore so much. And for that, I see more um, uh, playing more strong characters and, and being able to deliver. And yeah, maybe later on in my life, I can join politics as well. Not sure. <laughs> are you not sure? Are, yeah. are you interested in staying with the blockbuster franchise uh, type of things? I mean, now that you've, you've dipped your toes in Marvel, you know, there's Star Wars, there's Star Trek, there's uh, um, um, Fast and Furious, there's Mission Impossible, there's all these different things out there. And you're talking about doing action sequences. Is there a particular... Uh, direction that you want to go? Is there is there a film franchise? Is there's a movie role out there that you've got to have? You you really want to sink your teeth into? I would love to play a female Bond. Oh. Why is why is Bond always a man? I mean, why can't I play the Bond? You know, as a female Bond, not just the the sidekick of James Bond. I'm talking about being the James Bond. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, a female Bond. Yeah, that it would be amazing. Well, you, you get your own series as an as an ISI agent, which would, which would be quite interesting. So yeah, that would be pretty badass. Yeah, they could yeah. revive yeah. the girl from Uncle. <laughs> yeah, the, the man <laughs> from Uncle was a '60s show that was. Uh, he's just making a joke about that. It was a '60s spy show, and it could make the girl. From oh, Uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, they did. They yeah, did. I'd love to do more action, more more sci-fi, and uh, Fast and the Furious. Why not? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So many franchises that I would be part of. I would love to be part of. I just said something which, <laughs> well, let's manifest that, you know. Well, you, you, I think you're a Capricorn, so Capricorns are manifestors. So it's, yes, it's, yes, 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 absolutely. You know, bring things to this reality, so it's, uh, I, I understand it. All right. Well, uh, Mewish Hayat is on Twitter, and you can find her there. You can find her on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we're not on TikTok. I, I, I am. I I'm look not at very this. Active on TikTok. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't even want to start on TikTok. But yeah, Twitter and and Instagram, where you can find her. Uh, do you have your next project lined up? What's what's next for you in in the coming weeks and months? Mm, okay, so my next project is something that I've been working on for four years now, and mm. I can't share much about it, but it's something really amazing, and I'm working as a producer as well. I I honestly thought that's going to be my first Hollywood project, but Miss Marvel happened to be the first one, and I think I could never ask for a better launch pad, but. This one's going to be, hopefully, inshallah, end of the year, we'll be able to start shooting for it. And it's a pretty amazing character, something that, again, has some sort of representation and a pretty intense character. And I'm really looking forward to starting that project, as well as I'm also directing something, mm. a rom-com. Oh, wow, rom-com, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that will be another feather in my cap being a director which i've been wanting to do for so long <laughs> well we wish you all the best and if there's a season two if there's more opportunities for you to play aisha we're looking forward to that and and whatever else you've got brewing in the works thanks very much for your time today we really do appreciate lovely that lovely talking to you jason and camera <laughs> hey camera check you. out the private chat my contact is there and we'll get in touch with your people so let's let's yeah definitely definitely all right and, all right. and cameron thank definitely you. thank you very much for for helping me out and asking the questions that i didn't think to ask and and uh we'll do this again uh at some point and thanks to all of you out there for uh for jumping in the chat and having a conversation there a lively bunch today uh don't forget tonight on the h2o podcast we are going to be talking about the career of nicholas cage and then we've got our money edition tomorrow here on this program so join us for that that's going to do it for us today um if you want to connect with us on all the different socials we're out there uh we shouldn't be but we are and there is a there is a paypal tip jar and a newsletter you can sign up for that and uh that's going to do it uh, i will leave you with this darmok and jalad at tanagra so remember there are four lights we'll be back tomorrow this has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.